Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, a couple of pretty big things to talk about uh, before we get into today's episode. Uh, I want to start things off by reminding everyone about our upcoming 5th anniversary Q&A episode. Uh, at the time that, uh, well, this episode <laughs> goes live, uh, you actually only have a couple of days left to submit any questions you want us to answer in the Q&A. Uh, I did mention this at the start of last episode, uh, but the deadline for question submission is midnight on the night of Sunday, the 22nd of May. Uh, you can get them to us in a variety of ways, uh, through comments, private messages on your social media network of choice, uh, through email at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com, or by submitting them in the dedicated Q&A questions channel uh, that we have on our Discord server. Just make sure you get them to us by midnight Sunday, or they may not make it into the Q&A. The Q&A episode itself will be going live a week from when this episode does, on Thursday, May 26th. Speaking of the 5th anniversary, uh, that is rapidly <laughs> approaching. May 24th is the date, so that's, that's next Tuesday, uh, just a couple of days before the Q&A episode uh, is coming out. Uh, rest assured, we'll be making a, a lot of noise about it on the day, uh, but I once again want to thank everyone who's listened to us at any point over the last five years. Uh, we couldn't do this without all of you and uh, your support, so uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, now then... One big final announcement before we get into today's episode, uh, we finally have our own merch store. <laughs> it's only taken us five years to sort it out. At the moment, we've got uh, three different designs in there to choose from that you can get as t-shirts, hoodies, tote bags, mugs, glasses, and yeah, more options maybe to come later at some point, depending on what people want. Um, you can currently get our classic podcast logo, uh, the logo for Frontier, and finally, a very special uh, commemorative five-year anniversary logo. Uh, the easiest way to find the store is to head to pretendingwithdice.com and click on the Merch Store button, uh, which will redirect you straight to the storefront. We're super excited to finally have that up and running, and uh, yeah, we're really happy with how the designs have all turned out, so, uh, so yeah, check it out. Okay, so that's, well, that's a slightly more packed intro than normal. <laughs> so uh, without any further ado, I think we'll get into today's episode. Enjoy. Stardate 55085.94, otherwise known as February the 1st, 2378, the morning after the away mission to the Deteran homeworld. The USS Tenzing has been back at warp now for a few hours, headed to Deep Space 3 with all haste, having already been delayed twice en route, leaving the Deteran issue to be investigated further by, well, whatever resources Starfleet chooses to send its way. Let's begin with Murphy and Ray, 
Both of you are due on shift in about 20 minutes' time. Uh, it's around 8.40am, ship time. Uh, given that, as a group, uh, you all had a couple of drinks following the mission the previous evening, how are you feeling? <laughs> how are, are you showing the late night? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, I think Murphy probably just had a relaxful evening with um, maybe another like glass of rum <laughs> in a bath. <laughs> we have, yeah, we have previously established Murphy Murphy's rum. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, so you're fairly well, you know. You're you're you've 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 dealt, you've dealt with the mission, which you know again wasn't your first uh, away mission ever, and it wasn't your first sort of maybe slightly I don't know messy mission maybe because what was serving in the war and that. Mm. So you're kind of it's maybe not weighing. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your head, but maybe like you, you're able to kind of okay, you've that's done. Let's move on. Sort of. Yeah, there there's she's more thinking that there there have been worse missions with worse worser outcomes. Mm. Um this was a difficult miss- mission, but ultimately the outcome was they saved every they, they saved the population thankfully. Yeah. Regardless of of um politics. Mm. So they they did they did good, but there were like worse times. Yeah. She's not um too hung up about it but she's more relieved that it went well mm. and really it's got any kind of fallout is going to be kind of falling on the captain rather than yeah yeah but not to pass the buck or anything but like a kind of like <laughs> yeah, this is, that's a sort of uh, prime directive things is a little bit above your pay grade still yeah <laughs> when it was the captain's choice to sort of you know do the eventual choice to sort of say right okay let's go ahead with the transport thing yeah okay so you're in normal normal mode then, basically, as you're leaving your quarters. Yeah, um, she's, she's got her mug of coffee with her, um, and she's just like wandering down the the hallway and her setting her mind to what she needs to do for the day. Hmm. Okay. As you round the corner, uh, Commander Ray, you were also leaving your quarters. Um, how was your night? I mean, we, again, we left off been 10 forwards sort of uh, early evening is probably a sort of good way of saying that so there's plenty of scope there to sort of how your evening was and after that how, how are you feeling this following morning following uh, that particular mission Ray is um, feeling well not particularly fresh in terms of um, in terms of body and mind because where he was a little bit um quiet and a bit reserved at the drinks the previous night he didn't have the best bit of sleep in the world because as we've established there is something from his past which has been bothering him hmm. um, so during during the course of the night struggling to get a decent amount of sleep Ray has attempted um, in the night some meditation technique to try and sort of calm, him, calm his body down a bit um, but yeah he's not in the sharpest of Moods. Well, not not moods. Sharpest of awareness because he's kind of woke up and thought, "Ah, I've got this day to get through now." Yeah. So that's kind of where he is. He's not. He's not. Um, he's not miserable or anything. He's just kind of not as not as loose and sort of lucky going as he usually appears to be. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. So you, you kind of a little bit sort of. I don't, know, I don't want to say like tunnel visiony, but you know that you're kind of like oh, I'm up, I'm up. Right, let's just get to the office, sort of. Yeah, yeah, okay, that kind of thing. He's alert enough to not um, 
risk bumping into Murphy's coffee cup and spilling it everywhere because he knows that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you that alert though? Are, are you alert enough for that? <laughs> oh, here we go. Roll. <laughs> yeah, perception no, check. No, I won't make you roll to not knock a coffee cup over. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't put it past you, but yeah. okay. Well, let's say that. So you turn around from you step out of your door and narrowly avoid knocking into Murphy as she comes around along the corridor. Oh, 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 you look awful. You look tired, man. Really? I didn't, think, I didn't think it was coming across. I think you need this more than I do. And she's going to hand over the coffee. Uh, well, if it's going begging, I won't say no. I think oh. you... How's that? <laughs> it tastes different. What have you put in this? It's a, it's, it's a homemade Ractigino. That's why it tastes different. Yeah. It's not ours. I can't always get the spices right, though, which is the annoying thing, because Klingons, of course. Yeah. They're not, uh, they're not, they're not great at sharing their actual recipes, are they? Let's kind of keep everything in house. Yeah. I, I have something to ask you, actually, since I've grabbed, since you, since I've caught you. Um, what are you doing next Friday? Existing mostly. Well, what are you thinking? Are you are, are you on duty in the evening? No, not that. Not that evening. No. Be- because um, I may have found a challenger for the uh, the um, officers' uh, mess karaoke competition. So. Oh, the karaoke thing again. Come on, Ray. Come on. Last time you enjoyed yourself so much. Need I remind you, it was my previous host that was the tenor. I'm more like the low-level dodgy soprano. But you just need to, like... Come on. You had so much fun. You said it was one of the best nights that you'd had. That is true. That is true. Okay. I'll admit, it was fun. You were really good, but... How could you tell, though? Last I, last I remember, you were almost completely out of it on actual alcohol. God knows where that came from. But the last thing I remember is you and several of the ensigns from the engineering department singing Show Me The Way To Go Home as the evening came to an end. Why do you think I win every time? So you're saying that real alcohol is your sort of super soldier serum? I wouldn't say it's that. I would just say that just a little goes a long way. It goes a long way to, like, give some Dutch courage. <laughs> is that the expression? I think so. I think it is. You'd have to check with one of the actual things. So will you come? All right, Murphy, I'll come along. Why not? Great. I've just found a whole new playlist of early 1900s music. It's mm. going to be amazing. Colour me intrigued. Where are you heading off to now? Uh, just to the office. I need to check those duty rosters. Make sure that um, I'm not on duty the day after. <laughs> I win that trophy again. <laughs> Wise idea. I've got a. I've got. I've got a. What have I got? Oh, sorry, my brain's all over the place. Astrometrics. That's, that's it. I've got some ensigns I've got to introduce to the world of astrometrics aboard a nebula class. Well, drop off my mug when you're done, and I I'll will. catch you later. See you later, Murphy. Thanks again. 
No worries, man. I want to know more about these early 1900s songs. <laughs> yeah. I like it. The idea that the, the Officer's Lounge karaoke contest is definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no, you know, previous, you know, other shows. There's like concerts and things, but like, I feel like this is a thing that would happen. People yeah. like to sing, people like to drink, <laughs> people like the weird atmosphere, the weird hostile atmosphere that's currently the in war, the officers' wars lounge. Change yeah. the wars, like they're all, they've all been through the Dominion War, all the officers, so they've all had like a rough time and they've experienced like warfare and everything. So now they're like back to exploring space. They're like we've seen things we're gonna enjoy some <laughs> camp karaoke yeah it's gonna be done <laughs> okay let's let's follow ray then let's i, I like that i like to i want to see where um not quite with it ray ends up actually now now that we're into it um so you each i guess step on the same turbo lift you're going to different decks though murphy your office is in is on um deck 11 ray your office is only on deck six so you step off the turbo lift uh, first, uh, leaving Murphy behind you, and head down, I guess, to your office. Are you, are you heading... Well, actually, that's a good question. Are you heading to your office? You mentioned Astrometrics. Um, no, I'm heading straight to Astrometrics. Straight to Astrometrics. Okay, then ignore everything I just said. Um, so, yeah, no, you, you still get off before um, before Murphy. You're getting off on deck eight for stellar cartography. Safe to say the uh, the coffee's kicking in a little bit as well here. <laughs> as you're, uh, you're feeling a little bit more with it as you head around the corridor towards the entranceway to stellar cartography. Uh, the upper level of it, I should say. Uh, stellar cartography on the Tenzing is a, a large vertical cylinder of a room uh, fitted with hollow projectors, uh, which takes up parts of decks 8, 9, and 10. Uh, it's a little bit larger than on a Galaxy class, um, but then the Nebula class is designed with more of its space given over to sort of sciences and things, so you, you've got a bit more room to play with here um, than you would otherwise. Uh, you step in through the sliding double doors onto the observation balcony, a uh, horseshoe-shaped area which looks down into the main body of the chamber. One deck down from you is the main operating controls, and on the lowest level is sort of a uh, kind of lower maintenance access area. You can see as you enter, uh, there's a couple of officers on duty up here on the same level you're on. Um, there's most likely others working below you. Uh, stellar cartography, not always the most heaving with people, but there's always usually around four to five people in here at a minimum at any one time. And uh, as it's kind of tied into sort of navigation and such uh, most heavily, there's often a, a fairly steady flow of science officers from uh, a few different sort of disciplines who use this area and the equipment in it to uh, take uh, measurements of uh, various uh, stellar phenomena and uh, other things as the uh, ship is passing through space, as uh, this is uh, one of the best places to... Uh, Visualize all that. Okay. Ray um, steps in and he's on the balcony and he's looking around the room, um, feeling a little bit more alert than he was on the initial walk in. Hmm. And he starts to think, I'm sure there's meant to be more than a couple of instances here. Well, uh, as I said, the, there are a couple of people in here working away, um, but you don't see the group of ensigns you were expecting uh, when you came down here. Uh, you do recognise a short distance from you, though, uh, still on this upper balcony, uh, Lieutenant Oral Che, uh, who is the head of Astrometrics. Uh, he's working away on one of the consoles, occasionally <laughs> frowning down at a data pad in his hand. Uh, he's a Betazoid, he's in mid-30s, I'd say. Um, 
got light brown hair it's kind of been slicked back and uh, yeah it looks like he's attempting a beard but it's it's a bit patchy it's, it's not really working for him <laughs> okay i think i think we've all been there with <laughs> patchy beards yeah yeah okay so um ray notices chain and uh, heads over uh, walks towards him morning lieutenant ah uh morning uh morning sir how, how are you doing today uh, could be better, but I guess that's what long space flights do to you. Um, is it just me, or are there supposed to be a few more people here for this situation today? Um, hmm, that's a that's a good question. I hadn't really thought of that. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been sort of doing my double checks uh, now. Now we're heading into Deep Space Three. Um, let me bring up a, a rotor. He sort of scrolls through. Yeah, thank you. Um, takes a couple of seconds. Um, so, uh, oh, it, it says here, uh, Lieutenant Commander Fell rescheduled that for um, after our after our stop off. Surprised she didn't tell you. Yeah, I would have thought she. I would have thought that would have come to me directly. Hmm. Um. Don't know what to tell you, uh, Commander. Um. I mean, you, you can instruct me if you want. <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, that's that's quite all right, Lieutenant. Um, no, I'll. Uh, I'm sure I can find something else to do until I need it on the bridge. Um, I know that there's a reflector coil on one of the upper consoles that needs checking out. Um, I'll go and see if there's anything I can do. Failing that, I'll call one of the engineering boys. Uh, as you were. All right. Uh, well, have a good morning. Okay. Um. So Ray kind of his mind wandered a bit there. Yeah. But he's sort of he's taken it and just sort of talked his way out of the situation so Ray walks around to the opposite side mm-hmm. of the room and um, there are, there's a there's a bulkhead covering up a panel on the wall yeah there's a maintenance panel kind of it's a little it's a little way up it's kind of I mean you, you can you can you can reach it with your hand but you're not going to be able to work particularly well in it it's kind of um, yeah. it's kind of sort of it's almost up against the ceiling, sort of thing. You can reach yeah. the panel to open it, but you won't be able to do anything. There yeah, you can't really see the just, you know all the components inside. Yeah. Okay, so um, Ray gets the panel off and things. Yeah. yeah. Not tall enough. Hmm. Have I got something I can stand on? There is a convenient stool. A convenient stool. So Ray grabs. Um, Ray goes for the stool and uh, puts it in position so he can get up and start mm-hmm. looking at this panel. Okay. So you stand up on the stool and begin checking out the now exposed circuitry. A few seconds pass, you're working away, and then you get a feeling. It feels as if the world is twisting and dropping away from you. You feel like you're falling as a sudden wave of vertigo washes through you. It's a familiar feeling, but one you've not felt in a long, long time. Ray kind of closes his eyes, sort of squishes them closed, and gives his head a bit of a shake. You keep them closed for a second, hoping for the feeling to pass. You know logically where you are, you know, you're up on a stool, you're at most a couple of feet from the ground. But all of your senses are just screaming at you that you're in a free fall. 
opening your eyes just a crack with an idea to at least step down onto the more solid deck of the observation balcony. Your balance betrays you, and you indeed find yourself falling. Toppling from your stool and landing on the nearest console, head first, with a painful crunch. An almighty thud. Yeah, with a thud, uh, you crumple onto the ground. Let's make a roll to see if you are unconscious or not, I guess. Okay. This is a head injury. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll some damage. Oh, okay. So if I roll for me, then? No, no, you don't need to roll anything. Uh, I'm telling you, you have hit your head. We're just going to see how bad it is. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I've, I'm going to roll 2d6. Just, you know, this is just a blunt instrument kind of thing, which is the side of the desk. Um, just to see... It makes a noise as I hit it. Yeah. Okay, I'm rolling 2d6 of these lovely new dice that I bought, um, which have Starfleet logos on them. Oh, you went for those. Nice. That is... You take one point of stress damage, which isn't enough to incapacitate you, so we will say you're not knocked out, but you have taken a hit to the head. Okay. Lieutenant Che runs over. Oh, sir, sir, are you okay? Uh, Goes to help you up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, Lieutenant. Oh. oh, God. Can you help me up? Yes, of course, yes. Do you want me to call the doctor? Uh, no, it's it's all right. Am I bleeding? Uh, a little bit. It's it's kind of dark in here. But, um, yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's all right. I'll, um, I'll head down to sick pain. But we'll... And he tries to start walking away. But Jay kind of steadies he, you. Yeah. Actually... Yeah, would you mind helping me down to the sick bay, Lieutenant? Yeah, of course, no, no trouble, no trouble. Let's uh, let's get you to a turbo lift. Your head isn't like gushing blood, but, no, it's, but it's yeah, it's it's, it's moist. <laughs> it's not how I would describe a wound, but um, no, yeah, no, it's, no, it's 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 damp, should we say? Yeah, it's you, you've clearly had a head injury. You're just not like spraying blood everywhere, kind of thing. No. So, yeah, okay, um, he helps you to a turbo lift then, and uh, so you head down a couple of decks to sick bay. Uh, Dr. Arela, would you be in sick bay this morning, do you think? Yes, I probably would be. Okay. So it is basically just the start of your shift. You've only been in here, ooh, probably by this point, you've only been in here five minutes or so. Um, you've been given kind of a, a brief sort of overview of what's going on again seems to be another quiet day in here the ship hasn't really gotten into any kind of major scrapes so it's sort of the only the only people who are in are the sort of routine checks people it seems to be on the um kind of uh, on the docket for the day of course emergencies happen though <laughs> um so you are you've only been here about five minutes you've just about had your sort of handover briefing from previous evening you know, previous shift uh, when the door opens and in walks, um, being steadied by uh, a lieutenant who you haven't met before, um, is uh, Commander Ray with what looks like quite a quite a bad cut on his forehead. Good morning, Lieutenant Commander. Is it? I hadn't noticed. Uh, well, it has been here so far. Come sit down. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Chair. I appreciate the help. Uh, no, no problem. I'll, I'll leave you in the doctor's capable hands. <laughs> he sort of turns and uh, heads back out the door. So, what happened? Uh, would you believe I had an argument with a turbo lift door? Guess not. I mean, 
I've not heard that from a relatively senior officer before. So yes, I probably would believe it. Oh, I should have run with that then. I, uh, I had a bit of a funny turn in, um, stellar cartography. Astrometrics, one of the two. I was looking at a panel on the third floor, just checking to see if it reflected needed repairs. Something happened and I lost my footing and smacked my head on the console below. Well, let's get you cleaned up, check for concussion. Yeah, probably not going to find... Well, you might. I don't know. So I'm going to start scanning the Lieutenant Commander and um, let's find out if he has concussion, I guess. Yeah, uh, can I get a... um, This would be a difficulty one recent medicine check, so... Under 15. Under 15, yeah, 2d20. Eight and a four, so yeah, two successes. Um, Let's say we'll wipe your momentum from the previous one because yet again I thrown out the piece of paper that I wrote the momentum on. I think I'm... I can't quite remember, but I think you guys did a fair amount of momentum spending towards the end of that last one anyway. Um, yeah, I think we were yeah. down to one or two. Yeah. So the fact this is the next day, it's... Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to one. But you are now back at one from uh, Irela getting two successes on a difficulty one. Mm-hmm. You're you're not picking up a concussion, thankfully. Um, his wound uh, looks a lot worse than it actually is. Uh, I mean, it should be fairly simple to actually just patch up the wound itself. Um... As you're delving a little deeper into the scan results, however, you are detecting indicators uh, in his brain of heavy stress. Now, you you can't tell if this is directly related to the immediate situation or if this is something long-term, but there are definite markers which show he's chemically at least feeling some quite heavy stress recently. Okay, so nothing, nothing acute going on, so that's good. Um, how have your stress levels been, Ray? Uh, I mean, I have been, I've been feeling a bit on edge the last few days, but there is, Doctor, there is something potentially causing what happened to me this morning and these stress levels, but... Up to, until today, I've never felt I need to speak to anyone about it. I see. How much do you know of Trill physiognomy? Uh, I know enough to be able to treat them. Well, Sabin is my third host. The first host that uh, I had was a good hundred or so years back now. And something happened to me back then which resulted in me needing to find another host. There was an accident in the mountains of Earth, a place called the Andes. My climbing hook went too deep into uh, a crevice and the rock fell apart as I tried to haul myself up and I fell somewhere about must have been 100, 120 feet more or less 
dead on impact, at least my host was. It wasn't a great experience, as you can imagine. Normally, a Trill symbiont, you know, we retain the memories of our previous hosts. They form our personalities throughout our lives. We, you know, we bond. But ever since that accident, every host I've had, even with Sabin, the point of impact where I landed has given me kind of a phantom pain. It only lasts for a couple of days normally. But whatever reason, the last week or so, it's been a constant just pain in the base of my neck and it just it's just gnawing at me. And I don't know why it's happening. We retain memories, but we shouldn't retain injuries as such. And that's why I've never spoken to anyone about it, because it usually is over pretty quickly. But this time it's it's hanging around and I've got no explanation for it. Along with memories, it is possible that you are also carrying the mental effects of trauma. When many patients, many species, have, say, an amputation of some kind, uh, there is a phantom pain left that, even if the finger isn't there, it doesn't exist, they can still feel the pain in that finger. But that's because of the activity in the brain. It is certainly possible that it could be a psychological echo of that, what must have been a very traumatic injury and incident. You could put it that way. (laughs) I didn't go mountaineering for about 35 years after that. That seems like a reasonable response. Before we came out on this new mission, I um, used some of my shore leave to go back to those same mountains and try and complete the climb, see if it would be therapeutic in any kind of way. I completed it this time. Didn't die, clearly. It didn't make much difference. That wasn't a very long time ago since then. It could be that It will help. It just needs more time for all of that trauma to settle back down again. Um, The brain works in some very unexpected and confusing ways. Especially Um, if you're trill. I can only imagine how much more complex it is to resolve the memories of multiple consciousnesses. I mean, the fall that I had in astrometrics was just... If I had to describe it, it was like sudden onset vertigo, but I wasn't even that high off the floor. Well, maybe it is all in the head, but it certainly doesn't feel like it. I am certainly happy to run tests and to work with you to find a way to hopefully 
get rid of all the pain. And if not, to at least make it as manageable as possible. I'd appreciate that. Thank you, Doctor. That's Um, quite alright. Physically, at the moment, you are... You're perfectly well enough to leave once I patch up your head. It's up to you. You can stay a little longer and we'll look into some more tests, uh, examine uh, the lower neck and discuss what sort of options might help. Um, I know you are on duty at the moment, um, so whichever is the lower stress option for you, we can do that just now or you can come back after your shift ends. Well, I was supposed to be teaching Cementus International Metrics, but uh, that was rearranged for after we leave the space station, so no time like the present. Excellent. So the doctor will um, start... Like, heal, heal the headwind, clean him up. Hmm. That simple enough headwind yeah. thing that's, yeah... It's not too. It's not too deep. He kind of. He didn't really hit on the corner of the control panel or anything. He just kind of. You knocked your head, and it sort of. Yeah. It's a. It's a deep scrape, more than like a full kind of. Yeah. It's. It's easily done. I would say. Yeah. The healing. Yeah. Just any sort of decent scrape on the head is gonna look worse than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um. I'll start running some scans on the lower neck uh, and possibly further down the spine as well just to be certain yeah uh, I do have one more question though Ray before we uh, do that did you drop Murphy's cup when you fell over no I had the good sense to put that on the console before I um, started trying to pull that bulkhead off and before you ask again no I didn't land and smash the coffee cup in the process Curses. You, thought, you thought of everything <laughs> yeah in, in the back of my mind when this um, next story arc is resolved I'll go back into asymmetrics retrieve the cup and give it back to her <laughs> <laughs> on karaoke night <laughs> better Murphy it's been it's been some time you, you, your cup has not yet been returned to you <laughs> I know might have a phaser with Ray's name on it. <laughs> Charming. No, no. Yeah. It'll be a stun. It'll be a stun. Yeah, high stun. But it will <laughs> still be stun. You know. Got to sting a little. Yeah. So this probably actually. Okay, I'm just thinking that there's ways we can do this. We can we can kind of fade, have a kind of fade out, and we'll do like a representative check. We've done that before with other things. That's a way of doing it. Yep, that's fine. Yeah? Okay. Uh, Can I get a reason medicine check from you then? Uh, Difficulty two, just to sort of represent the time that you spend with Ray uh, for the rest of the morning, kind of making your checks and such? Two. Ah, well, (laughs) there's your two successes. Uh, So, so yeah, over the course of the morning, uh, you go through a series of different scans and tests, uh, checking for, well, really kind of anything that's out of the ordinary in regards to his sort of general health, health of his nervous system, anything that might be bothering him. And um, also a kind of more focused look at the area where his phantom pain presents. Um, Finally, with the help of a true member of your team, uh, Nurse Jaria, uh, you are able to do some scans of the Ray symbiote itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's going to take some time to go through the data because you've got quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of results here so this would maybe be something that you're not going to have an immediate result on mm -hmm. nothing flags up straight away though i will say this is sort of like a okay well we've done we've done the test and i'll let you know as soon as we have something to share sort of situation rather than like let, let's get the result now kind of thing mm -hmm. All right then, so with that in mind then, that time spent uh, on the medical scans, let's spin on time a little bit, unless, uh, well, unless uh, anybody has any other any other things they want to be doing. I guess we, we kind of started with uh, Murphy and Ray and just went, we kind of went from there, didn't we? No, jo Johnny has just gone about duties, he's kept his head down, he's, he's doing his routine, you know what he's like. Yeah, okay. He's Avoiding being a good bombs. boy. <laughs> Avoiding bonds and any more holodeck mishaps <laughs> for five minutes at least. Yeah, you've had your pensive moment in ten forward, and maybe then just sort of keeping it to yourself. Is that accurate to say? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Johnny's just—he's uh, um, as I said, he's a little bit shaken by the kind of the thought of what's gone gone on with Starfleet protocol, and even they're being questioned and that kind of stuff is on his mind. So he's just kind of yeah, keeping to himself. Keeping, keeping on, keeping on. Mm, okay, all right. Let's do a bit of a time jump, I think, then. It's a couple of days later, and we're in the closing moments of your journey from Earth via <laughs> via the Jukir and Retiran systems to Deep Space 3 to rendezvous with the other two ships of the Bermuda Cluster expedition. Uh, we'll open, I think, on the bridge. I will leave it up to anyone... I guess, well, any senior staff who want to be on the bridge. I don't know if Johnny has a, uh, a standing invitation to just stand on the bridge if he wants to, really. So <laughs> maybe we can find a place where Johnny is. But He, he could be delivering a report for, for Murphy or something. Okay. Um, yeah, that works. So you just happen to be on the bridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So, okay, well, that, that's a good question. So, Murphy, are you on the bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should be on the bridge. Ray? Yeah, I think Ray will be there. Yeah? The doctor, uh, where where would you like to be? You can be on the bridge if you like. Yeah, the doctor will be there. Yeah. Her being a telepath could be helpful. Or Just keep an an eye on Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, plus the, the the bridge is probably the best place to get the best view of the as the you know ship makes its manoeuvres and things. Um, this is true. Yeah. Yeah, I really will have found a reason to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be questioned if you came up and sat on the bridge. Okay, so with a massive coincidence of Johnny happening to, to bring a report to Murphy at the time, everyone's on the bridge as the uh, as the ship reaches its destination and uh, the helmsman uh, brings it smoothly out of warp in the vicinity of Deep Space 3. Uh, Deep Space 3 is a Federation-built outpost in orbit around a sparkling white dwarf star uh, which has no planets of its own. Uh, due to this, there are no really close gravity wells uh, which might interfere with warp travel, uh, so the Tenzing is able to arrive in pretty close proximity to the station itself. Uh, indeed, uh, as you exit warp, in fact, uh, the station and uh, the moving lights of a variety of other vessels are already visible on the main view screen. The, uh, the station itself is, is not quite as big as Starbase 1 uh, in orbit of Earth, but it's still pretty substantial. Um, it was designed and built as a sort of major trading hub and staging post for this sector, sitting sort of right on the edge of Federation space uh, as it is at the moment. 
Holding position a uh, short distance away from the station, uh, running lights <laughs> indicating that it is fully powered up and on uh, guard detail, is the USS Atropos, uh, an Akira-class starship, uh, which is not part of the Bermuda Cluster Expedition, but is assigned on a semi-permanent basis to Deep Space 3 to maintain sort of patrol of the surrounding systems. Docked to the station's upper docking ring, however, are the two other vessels of the expedition. Uh, the USS Nelson, an Excelsior class, and uh, the USS Auckland, a smaller California class starship. There's uh, a fair amount of civilian traffic in the area, moving mostly around towards and away from uh, the civilian docking rings, which are lower down on the station's superstructure. Um, as I said, it's a, it's a pretty bustling trade port. Shortly, uh, Murphy, there is a beeping uh, on your console, uh, indicating an incoming transmission. Uh, the carrier signal identifies it as Admiral Holt, Deep Space 3 Commanding Officer. Captain, we're receiving a hail from the Admiral. Better not keep him waiting. <laughs> Put him on. On screen. Appearing on screen is an older human man, grey-haired, uh, the pips on his collar indicating the rank of Vice Admiral. Ah, Collins. Uh, good to finally see you. We were expecting you a week ago. The captain uh, smiles. Good to see you too, sir. Uh, we ran into some unavoidable detours on the way here. Uh, I'd be happy to tell you about them in person. Uh, I look forward to it. Uh, we all know space can be full of diversions. <laughs> well, you can tell me all about it. Well, now that you're here, we can go ahead and begin our planned schedule for your expedition. Don't worry, uh, you'll still get a bit of downtime here before heading off to the cluster. In fact, I, uh, I wanted to extend an invitation to your senior staff to a formal event we're planning for this evening to celebrate this, uh, this venture. Promises to be, uh, well, an interesting evening. Captain, uh, looks around the bridge uh, briefly to all of you. We'd be, uh, happy to attend, Admiral. Uh, thank you. Good. I look forward to seeing you there. I'll have, uh, I'll have my staff send the details over to your first officer. Speak to you soon, Harry. And uh, he signs off. Captain is uh, silent for a second for looking around at all of you. A little bit of a smirk on his face. Well, uh, hope you all packed your dress uniforms. <laughs> Murphy's, like, not happy about this. She <laughs> <laughs> hates formal functions. <laughs> It kind of catches you, sort of. Would it be fair to say that you kind of frown, but like you're trying to stop yourself looking like. Yeah, yeah, yeah just try to hide it. <laughs> he sort of, he, gets, he kind of catches your eye a little bit and says, uh, <laughs> No need to make a face, Murphy. I'm sure it'll be a wonderful evening. Yes. Well, at least you only need to deal with people's outward emotions. True. I don't envy your position. Large formal functions are draining. I'd like to note that Johnny kind of walked onto the bridge just as the kind of call and everything was starting and has been awkwardly stood to the side of Murphy with a data pad in hand for the entire time. You're, you're kind of there, like, not knowing what to do with your hands, kind of like a little bit frozen. Pretty much. Like this, he, he thought he was just coming in to, like, report this. And he kind of timed it because he, he was aware of the approach on this on um, this star base and he likes to see the view of that kind of stuff hmm. as we know um, so he timed it to get up there but he wasn't expecting a call from the Admiral or anything like that yeah so this is a bit of a treat for you yeah <laughs> yeah 
So Murphy, you and gossip. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Murphy, you're you're suddenly aware of Johnny stood next to you, awkwardly holding a <laughs> oh, a day oh ensign, ensign. Sorry, I didn't see you there. Thank you. Uh, I, I have the uh, report. I am. I, um, I checked all of the survival kits again, and uh, yeah, it's all in order. Should we need to go on another expedition? Well done. Thanks. Um. Um. Johnny, having picked up the conversation about the dress, can't help but smirk just a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, danger. Ooh. Murphy catches that. She goes, you better wipe that look off your face right now unless you want to be scrubbing plasma coils for the next two weeks. Um... Straight. She's like staring deadpan at him as well. Straight to the threats. <laughs> it's kind and of smile. I, I would kind of like to roll some kind of composure check. Um, okay, I don't know exactly how that would go. Um, let's take a look. Presence, presence command. You're kind of trying to keep yourself together, I guess. Yeah, that, that's the intent here. Yeah. I mean, you've got self-assurance as a value. I mean, yeah, but this is sort of... Okay, give me a presence presence command check, I guess. Okay, so that's... This is kind of a self-imposed check here. Um, 15 and 11. Um, well, that's one success there. I didn't really say the difficulty, but we'll go with difficulty one. I mean, sure. Yeah, you're able to just about kind of wipe the smoke off your face, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the corner of his mouth kind of turns, not quite, well, it, it almost goes down just a little bit, overcorrecting. Mm. <laughs> and he looks awkward as usual. Better. Off you pop now. Go check in with Sosa and see if she has anything else for you. Hi, sir. And Johnny turns very sharply and walks back to the turbo lift and tries not to catch the eye of any of the other crewmates <laughs> he might recognise in the room right now. Little button I want to put on the scene that Johnny doesn't hear. Um, the door, turbo lift doors close and Captain catches your eye and goes, scrubbing plasma coils, huh? <laughs> Bit harsh, don't you think, Commander? You have to feel some kind of fire, sir. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> Ensign Sauce uh, brings into dock, if you will. That's just fucking evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's saying it with a smile on his face. Just, I, I feel like this is a good-natured sort of like he's saying like, really, and you're you're kind of being like, ah, yeah, I, 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 maybe <laughs> I, it's just the vibe I'm getting. But you're not, you're kind of not a hundred percent serious that you're going to make him scrub things for weeks. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not, she's not going to make him do that. She'll make him do something, but it won't be that. She just likes to have. Yeah. Uh, a good threat. One <laughs> to think it might be. Yeah, it's possible. It's entirely possible. You just want to will. torture him slightly. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of. A, I feel like the captain would be smiling as he said that. Like, oh well, yeah, sort of. Oh, those ensigns, kind of thing. Samba George <laughs> just want to watch the universe burn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll stick with Johnny then with that button on the scene. <laughs> Johnny, you uh, you report to Lieutenant Sota, who is uh, we, we've met before, um, who is a Bolian uh, and Murphy second in command, 
she is in the tactical office and uh, she looks up as you come in. Uh, Lieutenant Sota, uh, I've been ordered to come down here by Lieutenant Commander Murphy. Connaught, right, yes, good. Um, did you see that she got those reports I sent? Yes, yes, I, I took it out to the bridge. She's got them and uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. Good, uh, I take it we're out of warp then. Uh, yes, we're coming up on Deep Space 3 now. Good. Um, it's just the last approach. Have you got any uh, final duties for me before we uh, dock? Hmm. Well, there's a few things that need doing. Um, I need to actually personally run down to the torpedo magazine, supervise the inventory. You know what? It's uh, it's probably past time that you had a bit of experience uh, on the admin side of things. Aye. I want you to write up a, uh, a duty roster for some security shifts to uh, keep an eye on the docking port while we're here at, uh, at the station. Can't be too careful. Aye, sir. Good. Get that squared away as quickly as you can and uh, get it filed on the system. If you need me, I'll be down in torpedo control. So you, you get given the task. Your first, maybe maybe one of your first admin things. As she said, it's time you had some experience of doing the... Uh, the organisational side of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's your direct superior, then Murphy's over her, then it's the captain. So she's also kind of responsible for making sure that you're learning things as well. Yeah. Yeah. We can do a check for this. Let's let's think of a check we can do for this then. So this is as your first admin opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Admin. Um, work outside of work. <laughs> Now, how to do this then? See, I feel like this would be... This is going to be a command role of some sort, but depends on how, like, your knowledge of, like, the crewmen who are under you, because there are security crewmen who aren't, and you know, who are underneath you in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe an insight command, I think? I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, this would be, like, Johnny's kind of knowledge of the people who are working under him. I feel like Johnny would know these things. Like, he's yeah. he's, he's a bit like that. <laughs> I mean, Insight Command fits the best for me in terms of like, Insight is kind of your knowledge of other people and how they think and stuff. Because Presence is more of like a, in D&D terms, like a charisma check. Well, I feel um, that, might, that might fit in terms of the way Johnny would approach underlings like I feel, I feel like he would like in the way that we've seen him kind of like it was Jovar wasn't it the teenage yeah, yeah, brought on board the, the, the way that he brought him on like attempted to bring him under his wing mm. like that's the way he would approach underlings he's, he's trying to give people a leg up okay or maybe we could justify it in that respect presence instead of insight yeah just to give a little bit more of an edge, because I feel like he would know his crewmates. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, so, okay, this is... I think I'm not going to make this the hardest of checks, but it... I mean, presence, command, you're getting 13 or under. Let's let's call it a difficulty one, but... Yeah, this is this is okay. kind of your first admin thing, so this is sort of... Um, ooh, 19, very nearly a critical failure there. And a six. <laughs> so you got your one success... Um, you spend the rest of your re- rest of your your sort of shift time doing this, which not the longest of times we, we had maybe sort of um, with the ship sort of on approach. You may coincidentally turned out, you know, maybe you had like an hour left on your shift. 
as this is the first of your kind of admin type duties that you've ever had to do, what, what's your kind of thinking on this? What's your... I'm not going to ask you to do the actual admin. I just want to know what Johnny's kind of feeling Johnny's is. Or not, like, He's not like a meathead or anything. Like he, He's no. quite diligent in like his practices in many respects. Like he, he meditates and what have you. And like being capable of this kind of stuff is just one of the ways. Hmm. It's kind of maybe how he approaches it. And there are many ways and he has to know them all. And that's kind <laughs> of, the, yeah, a little bit of perhaps Eastern mysticism in the mix. Okay. In assigning work shifts. Yeah. He, he tries, he's, he's approaching it like, yeah. Sure. Okay, so you're you're feeling. Well, I'm I'm kind of what I'm asking really is like, how are you feeling at being given a bit of extra responsibility here? Um, he's not even considered that. He's okay. just doing the work. All right. Okay, that's an interesting viewpoint. Yeah. So that final hour of your shift passes, and uh, we come to the end of your shift. For those on the bridge, uh, Ensign Sauce uh, expertly docks the ship uh, with Deep Space Three. Um, it's not quite as big of a star star base as um, a Starbase One, as I said. Um, so you're not actually the ship isn't actually brought inside the main hub of the of the star base itself. Kind of docked along. Um, there's a series of docking sort of docking apparatus, sort of uh, extending outwards from the the widest point of the station, uh, kind of like um, spokes on a wheel, sort of thing. Um, so the Tenzing is now docked at one, as I said, the Auckland's at another one, and the Nelson at another one. But yeah, the ship is successfully docked. Uvila uh, is going to head back to her quarters and try and prepare herself for this dinner. Mm. <laughs> Bit of a sort of uh, something you've managed to avoid probably up to this point for quite some time. Yes, yes. Dealing with lots of people in a high-stress situation is one thing, because mm. it's probably important and needs done. Yeah. Normal dinners? Who needs the stress? Yeah. <laughs> the, the difference between being able to focus on, okay, here's a triageable situation, and be able to focus on your work and be very capable at it, and mm. the almost kind of directionless thing of a formal dinner get-together sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it'll be quite an quite an endurance. It's the social stress rather than the uh, yeah. yeah emergency. Well, especially stress. as an empath, because people are having to restrain all of their emotions and be quite formal. Mm. Um, so they'll be trying to like stop any of them from being obvious, or a lot of them from being obvious, which means that she's going to be bombarded with lots of. Um, uh, emotional dissonance and micro expressions and things. Mm. A lot of new people as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the recent sort of uh, holodeck um, event that you briefly attended was at least that was with people that you worked with. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. This is, this is probably going to be a little bit different to that. <laughs> um, oh, we should say then. So with with the uh, with the ship docked, um, the main bridge crew the senior officers are you, as you as you said really you went back to your quarters but you're all pretty much dismissed um there's gone to the sort of standard skeleton crew on the bridge sort of protocol um now that you're dismissed uh murphy and ray any any thoughts what are, what are you getting up to 
now that the captain's gone, she's definitely showing her displeasure about <laughs> having to wear the, the the dress uniform. She's like making eyes at Ray, going, "My neck! I'm gonna be choked. I hate these things." <laughs> it's kind of the second the captain's off the the bridge, then you're just like <laughs> yeah, immediately she's like making f- eyes at Ray, going, "Why?" The, the frown is immediately <laughs> back on the second the captain is <laughs> is out of the way. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll jump back to Johnny then. I guess Johnny, your your shift is over. Um, you felt the the slight bump in the hull. There's inertia dampers and everything, but like when the whole ship docks, you know it's you know you've docked. But your shift is over. You've you've successfully filed your paperwork, and uh, you're feeling like you've done a good job. Hopefully, that all turns out for the best. Woo, woohoo! <laughs> Admin work complete. <laughs> What are you doing now? Um, so he's completely free. Um, is Bonge on duty? Uh, you do not know. Uh, computer, is Bonge on duty? Negative. Uh, computer, locate Ensign Bonge. Ensign Bonge is in the Arboretum. Okay. Does Johnny know of any particular reason why he might be there? No. Okay. Intrigued then, Johnny is going to head to the Arboretum. Okay, you head to the Arboretum, which is, again, much like in um, on the Galaxy class, it's not the hugest of areas, but it is a kind of um, open-ish area with a nice kind of bright sort of all-spectrum lighting in there and uh, real plants growing. More of a sort of uh, the, the the way that's been um, styled aboard the Tenzing is it's quite a peaceful sort of winding path kind of garden. Um, not too well manicured or anything like that, but there are sort of places to sit. There's a little water features and things, and that it's quite a nice environment. You don't really get up here very often. Ah, oh, well, Johnny takes a deep breath as he enters, then and kind of drinks it, drinks it all in, mm. and looks around for Bonge, of course. You see Bonge um, sat on a bench uh, with uh, another engineering officer. They seem to be in uh, close conversation. Um, what kind of angle am I at in, in like distance here? Am I, am I within eyeline of either of them? Or? I'm, I'm thinking you're kind of side on. You can say, I mean, Bond is noticeable because he's the only Ferengi on board. You're kind of, I guess, to the side and a little bit behind. So Bond can't, is kind of facing away from you. Um, you get a view of the other engineering officer uh, is a um, female Denobulan. Okay. And what kind of conversation does it look like they're having? Is there, is there a tone that I can pick up on it? A little tough to tell, but the Denobulin is smiling, and uh, you, you overhear laughter, and um, it seems casual, I will say. Okay. Um, Johnny kind of wanders over, and does either of them... Like he, he makes his presence kind of like felt a little bit as much as possible to the side and do either of them notice him and acknowledge or uh, how are you making your presence felt are you just kind of or what's the what's the move here? Like, it's hard to like think of how to describe how to, how do you interrupt a conversation like that that like there's a way to do it like correctly but how do you describe that well that's what I'm asking yeah um, I'm really trying to think he kind of like steps up like not in a kind of like quick pace or anything like that it's i don't know 
He steps up and goes, <clears throat> just to make it easy. <laughs> sure. Um, Bond kind of looks like he quickly looks around at you, a little bit sudden, sort of. Oh, oh, hey, uh, hey Johnny, uh, well, what are you doing here? Well, hey, Bond, I was wondering what you were up to. I, I saw you were talking to is is this new friend here? Um. Uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, Ensign, and the uh, Ensign leans forward. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I'm Freya. Oh, pleasure to meet you. And Johnny offers his hand. It's a bit of an awkward silence. She sort of shakes your hand. <laughs> Born just kind of looking at you like, yep. So, uh, how's, how's your day going? Um, yeah, it's going pretty well so far. I did some uh, paperwork. Got my work done pretty quick, in fairness. Hence me being here. Sounds fun. Well, I, I thought maybe you might want to hang out, but um, well, I guess maybe... You, am I interrupting something? No, join us. Bond is, is silent, but he's kind of giving you these wide eyes as if to say, like, yeah, dude, you're interrupting. <laughs> Johnny's picking this up, and he kind of smiles a bit, and he... He, he, he looks at Bond with a look of, like, acknowledgement and sly kind of intent a little bit, just to wind him up. He's not actually going to do anything, but he's, he's definitely giving him a look of, like, okay, man, right, I, I get you, I get you. And uh, he goes, well, it's, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I guess um, you, you guys are busy. Uh, I, I'll go and... Uh, I was thinking maybe I would hang out on the holodeck, you know me? And Johnny kind of like looks a little bit awkwardly again at Bunch and well, I, I'll talk to you later. Um, I'll show you back at the quarters. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And Johnny kind of like backs away a little bit. And cool, 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 cool. <laughs> again, looks, looks a little awkwardly over his shoulder a little bit as he looks back. Not, not he's, he's got a look, slight look in his eye of in, again the slight intent in his eye as he looks back at Bonge one more time as he walks away. It, it was really good to meet you. <laughs> Johnny, having pulled the sly look, <laughs> realizes that she's the one that's caught it and immediately like drops it and and oh, oh bye bye and waves back over his shoulder and smiles. A bit awkward, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's going to hmm. Um, as, as Johnny's kind of like walking away, he's thinking about what he wants to do for the rest of the day, and he thinks to himself about the fact that he's, like, even to his friends, like he's perhaps becoming a bit of a cliche, talking about the holodeck all the time. But he can't help himself, and he just goes for another sparring session. And I don't want to necessarily engage with that in any way, but that's <laughs> what he's going to go and do. Okay, fair enough. So you you go down. Yeah, you um, you spend a bit of time on the holodeck. Uh, again, like we said, we don't need to don't need to roleplay you <laughs> fighting another hollow guy. Um, yeah, it's kind of become very routine at this point because yeah. it's like the limits are definitely still there, and Johnny can meet those at this yeah. point. So he's, <laughs> it, it's just keeping up the routine. Yeah, just keeping your eye in. Um, you spend a bit of time that um, before I guess you he you're heading back to quarters at some point. Um, yeah, he'll do he'll do that, and then perhaps just head back to quarters, meditate, do general like Starfleet studies and things that would like anything that's going to help him get promotion and ranks. Like he's doing a little bit of extra work in his own time. Okay, all right. 
Um, you haven't been back too long before the main wall screen in your quarters uh, lights up with the uh, LCAS display framing a rotating Starfleet insignia above the words incoming communication. Incoming communication. Ensign Katrina Sullivan, USS Auckland. Do I know Katrina Sullivan? You do. Um, she was uh, someone you were friends with uh, back at Starfleet Academy, also from the security division. Graduated at the same time as you did. Mm-hmm. In your friend group, um, it's maybe safe to say she was kind of the cool one, in a way that maybe you're trying to be the cool one to bonge. Okay. So maybe Johnny's picked up a couple of behaviours. Possibly. Potentially, yeah, or yeah. is maybe trying to emulate this without knowing it. Like, that kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You definitely got memories of her being maybe a little bit of a troublemaker back at the academy. Uh, there were some pranks pulled and such, which you know you, you were a part of as well. I'd, I'd, you know, probably safe to say. Y- you were quite good friends back in your academy days, but it, you, you haven't heard from her in a little while. Okay, so uh, Johnny's happy then. The, like he's, he's smiling as he says, "Oh, on screen." So, yeah, appearing on screen is your friend Katrina, a human, mid-twenties, same as you. Uh, She's got shoulder-length blonde hair, cut a little bit shorter than the last time you saw her, and uh, she's currently in a Starfleet uniform. JC, how you doing? Oh, hey, not bad, not bad. How about you? Been a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been ages, but hey, listen, I'm here. I'm on Deep Space 3 right now. I wondered if you wanted to catch up, get a few drinks or something. Definitely. Where, where can I meet you? I'm ready to go now. I've got nothing to do. Wow. Nothing? Like at all? That's that's not like you. Back in the day, we'd have to pry you out of the holodeck. I've had my session for the day. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, well, me and my friends and some others from the Auckland, we're going to this bar on board the station down on level seven. It's kind of crazy. The guy who runs it claims he used to serve on the Enterprise way back when, and every night there is just this massive party. You have to be there. Good times. Hell yes! We're going to tear it up, just like we used to back in San Francisco. I I cannot wait. This is going to be crazy. Awesome. All right, look, I'm headed over there just as soon as I get changed, so I will meet you there in maybe 20 minutes or so? 20 minutes? Yeah, I can do that. Awesome. I will see you there then. Oh, hang on. One, one, one second. Um, I've got a friend and, well, two friends, I guess. Um, wow, two whole friends. <laughs> hey, come on now. You're branching out. Well, yeah. You think I can't make friends when you're not around? You're not the only one that's cool. Come on now. <laughs> and Johnny kind of puts his hand through his hair in a, again, super cliched way. Hey, man, whatever you say, but yeah, of course, bring him along. The more the merrier. Excellent. Ah, great. I'll call him. Just, yeah, 20 minutes. Great. Cool. And and Johnny turns off the screen with like a button press somewhere. Okay. (laughs) And uh, frantically starts getting ready. Sure. I presume it's Bond you're calling. Yeah. And yeah, as he's getting ready, I guess, because this is going to have to be quick. He he says, computer, call Ensign Bond. Uh, it's a brief pause. Uh, uh, Bond here. Uh, is, that, is that you, Johnny? Oh, hey, Bond. Um, yeah, it's me. Um, sorry to interrupt you again, but, um, well, you might be interested in this this time. Um, hey, well, 
before I say anything, how's it going? It's, it's fine. I mean, we, you know, we, we had a chat and you know, I, think, uh, I think she likes me, but uh, I just, you know, I'm going for a walk. And I think it, went, it went pretty well. It went better than it normally does. I mean, it didn't immediately shoot me down, but I mean, what's to say that she's not overthinking things? I mean, I'm overthinking things. I always overthink things. And uh, oh, it's uh, a real problem I have in this kind of situation, you know. I mean, tell you one thing, well, it's good to talk about hey, it. Punch, 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 punch. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay, I get it. There's plenty more fish in the sea, and I'm going to take you to the ocean tonight. Well, I, I, don't, think I, need to, I don't think I need to see other fish. I, you know, I, I think I'm just overthinking things, but, you know. No, li listen to me, dude. We've got, we've got a party to attend. A party? Yeah, a party. Get back here. Get ready. We're getting out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party. <laughs> you know, back in the academy, they used to call me the party engineer. I'll be there in a minute. Don't leave without me, whatever you do. I won't, I won't. And, and Johnny's kind of like, yeah, trying to pull on trousers and whatnot as this is going on. Sure. <laughs> so, okay, Bond, Bond returns to the room. Um, are you wearing a... Um, are you putting on a uniform? Or are you putting on casual clothes or whatever? Well, what, what, what could I find out about this club? within the short amount of time that I've got. Is this somewhere, like, I mean, I guess this is going to be dog. I mean, you, like, you weren't given the name to it, but um, you know it's on level 7 of, uh, of Deep Space 3. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you could you could look at a directory, see what bars and things there are on that level of the station if you wanted to. I'm just trying to think of whether this is, do we go Starfleet or do we go civilian? And I feel like it's civilian. I really, I'm leaving this choice up to you. I, I'm 100%. Well, there's no way we're going to end up at that big swanky party that's going on because too lowly ranked surely so we'll go civilian and yeah okay i believe you'd previously described johnny's off-duty clothes as being somewhat bajoran inspired yeah that's the culture that he's most heavily steeped in yeah so you've got kind of loose fitting i don't know not f I, I would would imagine you've probably not gone like full robes but you've got kind of like a pastely loose fitting sort of tunic type thing i guess yeah I think a red, red and pinkish kind of thing. Sure. Predominantly red, but with like pinkish mottled colour on it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it is. This is your casual at night on the town <laughs> I don't outfit. Don't right? be about this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you're you're dressed for a casual night on the night off the ship. Um, Bond hurries in, and then you see him. He, he goes, right, okay, I'm good. Where, where are we going? I didn't ask that on the, on the call. But I'm down to party. There's some kind of club on uh, Deck 7. Deck 7? Oh, on the station. I, I yeah, on the station. I, I should have told you. I mean, this this is bigger than just a ship party. You just said it was a party. I thought, I'm down to party. But the only thing on Deck 7 is the transporter buffers and the main computer core. What? On the ship. Oh. And Carry on. He opens wardrobe, pulls out two outfits. And says, which one do you think? There's one which is kind of green, and it's sort of general Ferengi thing. And there's one which has got a Ferengi vibe to it, but it's more of like a baggier sort of vacationy t-shirt type thing, um, with a bit of a kind of Hawaiian pattern on it. Um, is the only two outfits I have. Which one? Wait, hang on. No. You, you were talking about Deck 7 had nothing but boring stuff on it. And well, did boring. you mean on the, on the 
star base or I'm confused. I'm out on the Tenzing. I mean, but it's not boring. I mean, oh, oh, no, 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 no. No, we're going to the star base for it. No, ah, oh, no, you you messed me up. Oh no, put put on the um. Oh, and he points to the Hawaiian looking stuff. Put it, that stuff. It's party time. It's party time. I don't come to where you work and call the phasers boring. I mean, nothing wrong with the transporter pattern buffers. That's it. You know what I mean. Okay, g give me two seconds. He <laughs> very quickly puts on the party outfit, I guess. Yeah, Johnny's like putting on some cologne and kind of like sprucing himself in the mirror and okay. putting on as many finishing touches as he can. Finishing as touches. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um... All right, so yeah, the, the, very quickly, the two of you <laughs> prepared yourselves for a night on the star base. You don't know where this party's going to lead you, um, but uh, yeah, both of you feeling confident, feeling like you need to. You've got, you've got, you've had two. Well, no, more than two weeks <laughs> in transit to get here. You need, you've got some boogieing to do, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, steam to blow off. Oh yeah. Um, you make your way towards the docking port on the side of the Tenzing that is connected to the starbase. Now, coincidentally, you arrive there at the exact same time as the ship's senior staff who are all wearing full dress uniform. <laughs> all of you looking to leave at the same time. Johnny immediately looks to Murphy. I was going to say, and Murphy, you, you maybe catch sight of Johnny and Bond before anybody else also heading for the airlock. We're keeping pace, me and Bond. We're, we're moving past him yeah. and Johnny's doing the like looking, like turning ever so slightly as he goes past to catch the eye of Murphy with the smirk in it on his face, 100%. And very quickly, Ray and Arena, you also see Johnny and Bond heading for the exit. Okay, I think my vision's going funny because that was a Ferengi in a Hawaiian shirt. Am I right? There's nothing wrong with your vision, Lieutenant Commander. I should be thankful for small mercies. Indeed. I wonder where they're off to in a hurry. As long as it's not the same place as us in those outfits. Oh, that would be so embarrassing and yet so funny at the same time. Murphy's slightly jealous. <laughs> She'd like to swap. <laughs> See that the captain has hasn't passed comment on it at all. He's just sort of got a little bit of a sort of twinkle in his eye of like just gonna let this one slide, sort of thing. He hasn't like there's been no kind of ruling about like you know no one can you know I want everybody to stay on board or anything. And it's sort of standard procedure when a starship docks that you know a bit of back and forth is allowed, especially people are off duty and that you know. So long as your duties are attended to, if you're docked at a starbase and you're not on duty, unless there's a specific ruling that say like don't leave, it's generally kind of cool. Okay, so so yeah, you're all kind of walking along the the tube. You can see Johnny and um, Johnny and Bond still ahead of you as they step onto the station. I guess they very quickly head for a uh, a turbo lift and disappear from your sight. The captain sort of leads the way. All right. Let's uh, let's try not to make idiots out of ourselves.
Alright, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday with our fifth anniversary Q&A episode and in two weeks' time with the next chapter of Frontier. Uh, we hope you'll join us for both of those. In the meantime, for anything and everything Pretending with Dice related, including links to our Discord, our merch store, our social media pages and more, uh, head to pretendingwithdice.com. So yeah, uh, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>